0: The number one Premier League podcast in the world. By some metrics. What metrics? Advanced metrics. <laughs> the most in-depth analysis.
1: Goals, passes, other things. Bang! The funniest jokes. Boing! So this one time.
0: Loved by all the critics.
1: Oh! To oh! It's alright, isn't
0: it? Come on in to Proud of the Proud.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a little podcast that we like to call Prem de la Prem. Now, I know it's been a minute. Patrick and I have been busy little beavers, respectively, and we just want to acknowledge that we know you rely on PDLP for all your news about the Premier League, and we try not to abuse that power. We really try. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's a relationship built on respect and understanding that if you don't perform, you get dropped. Mm Mm-hmm. And we we understand that all too well. So we just hope we can weasel our way back into your lives.
0: Ready to perform like a show ponies we are.
1: (laughs) We're getting wheeled out to the circus, baby. Barnum and Bailey. Perhaps, Patrick, a cheers to us. Why don't we start off with a cheers to us and our
0: teams? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to do a New Year's toast. But no. Uh, Yes, this is appropriate. No,
1: Patrick, I follow the curb your enthusiasm rule. When it's January 16th, you can't talk about the
0: New Year. That's fine. Yeah, That's New, fine. Year's, New Year's over. So I guess we're left to talk about our teams. Fair enough. I guess
1: I guess all we can do is talk about how dominant our teams are. Uh, never in the four-year history, I think, of Prem de la Prem has United and Arsenal done this well individually, let alone simultaneously. Patrick, I used to count the weeks that United and Arsenal won in the same game week, and uh, it was rare. Yeah. It was a rare occurrence.
0: It was rare for us both to be vibing. <laughs> It's very difficult to attain.
1: Albeit, you know, let's let's call it what it is. Vibing on on slightly different wavelengths. Uh, United, statistically the most informed team in the league. Arsenal, the eight-point leaders at the top of the Premier League table halfway through the season. That's some rarefied air.
0: It really is, James. It's next-level stuff. They also just... Just became yeah. the uh, actual bookmaker's favorite to win the league. Just this I week. was gonna ask that. Yeah, I was gonna ask that. This was the first week.
1: Yeah, I wonder if Pep saying he didn't care about the Premier League had anything to do with
0: that halfway through the season. To. I think it really has. to. There's some
1: stank. We'll get to we'll get to City in our coverage of United, but yeah, there's some stank coming from the Etihad, and I don't think it's John Stones' locker. All right. <laughs> We have to start with the Gunners, don't we, Patrick? There's, oh, yeah, by the way, this is a United Arsenal pod. So uh, oh,
0: we, had, we would not two, be upset. Two derbies within the top five here. It you has know, to all be. All four teams. It has it's to newsworthy. be. newsworthy. With a Premdle of Premble to follow, lest you forget. Yeah. Uh, we're getting back in the groove. We had to so let's come stay back. In we had stay to, in yeah, the pocket.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're just a quick check down. We're doing a Kirk Cousins check down, fourth and eighth season on the line.
0: Yeah. What could we, go wrong? Look, survive <laughs> in advance. Wait. <laughs> Wait, no, Hang we have on. another. We got another on. podcast coming, so we're that's we're right. be Fine,
1: that's right. We will advance. We always advance. Patrick, speaking of surviving and advancing, let's start with your Gunners. There is honestly no way of avoiding them when you look at the table. Um, I have in my notes here. They might not yet be on odds-on favorites to win the league, but with that, I think we have to say nobody is calling the idea crazy anymore.
0: How? How could you? You know, eighteen eighteen games in and by my count, one bad performance. And that was against Leeds, where they ended up getting the result. Uh, the, the points, well, a half against Southampton was poor, if we're honest. Sure, uh, sure. But other than that. Accountability. Yeah. They just, they just don't seem to put too many, too many feet wrong, James. And even when they do, uh, they just kind of keep coming at you. You know, another staff has been coming around a lot this week. Arsenal have trailed for just 83 minutes all season. And so they they really, really are relentless with teams. Uh, they get after them early, uh, put the pressure on, usually score early, and a tough team to break down. So I think it's the the, the second best uh, defensive record in the league, uh, half the games with clean sheets for Sir Aaron Ramsdale uh, behind just Nick Pope over of Newcastle. So a team where you used to you look at them and you say, where's where's really their strong suit? Uh tough to find a weakness, at least in that uh that's first eleven. Uh depth has been a question mark, but not one that's uh been a been a slipping point yet, oddly enough. Maybe against Newcastle, but if you're taking a, a, a draw here and there, you know, you're gonna be fine. So just really right. really impressive. Uh top to bottom. I think you gotta give uh the man on the touchline a lot of credit. You gotta give a do in the hard, to, room, hard to miss him a lot of credit. Um uh, <laughs> It, they've, they've just done brilliantly. I man. What, what more can you say? I feel like we're watching, uh, this must be what it's like to be a City fan, even if I've only gotten 18 games of it. They've gotten like 10 years. But sure, it's brilliant, sure. James.
1: No, I mean, we have to ask about your mindset. I, we, I think everyone, our, ourselves, but general Premier League fans in general, were wondering, okay, how is this team going to look after something as unusual and significant as the break for the World Cup? How are they going to look like after a significant injury, it just so happens both happened as a result of one another with Gabriel Jesus, but Patrick, my favorite, uh, tweet about Arsenal this week, this was even before, uh, Oh no, it was right after the Spurs games from Adam Crafton at the athletic. He goes, the lack of jeopardy in Arsenal games is the most unnerving thing. They just seem sane and sordid. They should be starting to crap themselves, but just seem completely unaffected by pressure, history, or expectation. I it's such a good way to put it and granted I think we need perspective and I'm sure this is what you're telling yourself as an Arsenal fan continual continual perspective time is a little warped because of the World Cup we are not even 18 games played at the halfway mark yet there's a lot of football left to be played but uh, again I, I, I had to laugh at I had a laugh at uh, Carl in our group chat for making the Leicester and Arsenal comparisons, which are a bit unfair given a team of Arsenal's pedigree. But I think about those seasons and how unusual it is in the competing clubs. Liverpool and Chelsea are ninth and 10th. We had them as contenders. This is a dud Mm -hmm. season for them. There's some weird noises coming out of Man City, which we'll get to. Man United doing well, but we were not. I mean, just as with Arsenal... We're not expecting anything close to a title charge, and we're nine points off the pace. It's a primo, primo position, and you guys just keep taking, taking care of business one week after another. Um, as a fan, how, how, how uh, carried away are you getting?
0: Because the players what? don't seem to be. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's the beauty of I I've, I've just been enjoying the moment, and I haven't really had any reason to stop yet. So I don't know that I've really had to confront a lot of that. And, you know, I think you get it, you know, the draw against Newcastle. That was a long week till the next game as a fan, mm-hmm. right? Because that's like, okay, we've been here before. Is this a, a slip-up? we got a couple of tough f- fixtures ahead. The FA Cup wasn't all that convincing. But to go to Tottenham Stadium and to kick, take care of business the way that we did uh, just completely played them off, off the pitch in my eyes. Uh, I just, I just enjoy it, James. I don't feel the weight of the pressure myself. I feel like we're playing with house money, you yeah. know. Like I said, we got the 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 youngest team in the league, manager on his first gig. Uh, the, the you know we keep losing all the all the transfer got transfer targets to <laughs> other to other people, summer and winter included. Uh, but yet we move and we keep vibing. I think there's just something. You know, Arteta and the players, they often talk kind of about this connection to the fans that they've been working to establish. And you think back uh, a year ago, uh, the game at the Etihad where they lost 5-0, Xhaka sent off with a red card. The weird standoff with the away supporters where the Arsenal supporters were just cheering the whole, the whole game. And Arteta made, made the players just go salute him for what must have been 10 full minutes. It was very uncomfortable and just not something you've seen. And there's just this sense of unity and everyone's just having a good time, you know. And so as a fan... I mean, I feel like I feel like the title is ours to lose. Clearly, I mean, I think the table would say that. But even with the expectations, the age, all that, I feel like the title is already ours to use. But I feel no pressure or expectation towards it because we got such a long window. It just seems like we're on such an ascendancy, building something sustainable. You know, if we can lock down on the contracts, a few of these key players, which seems like Saliba, Martinelli, and Saka all due to be signing extensions soon. You know, it just feels like we're we're set up well for. A long time to go. And I think that's the validation in the process that we trusted yeah. through real thick and real thin, uh, coming to fruition like this. It's, this is where we've expected it to get, get us. I just don't think so soon. So yeah, I'm just, I'm still vibing.
1: Yeah. It's about the friends you make along the way, isn't it? It really is.
0: Yeah. yeah. And hopefully Patrick- one's, one's, one's a trophy at the, <laughs> the end biggest- of the
1: season. <laughs> The biggest thing that's been confounding me as an outsider watching Arsenal, as a rival team, obviously, um, is this squad and how they continue to perform at this level and just convincingly sweep aside. Granted, Spurs have their problems, but sweep aside teams like Spurs and other pretty well pedigreed squads, um, you know, the way you guys showed up against Liverpool, um, Chelsea, you know, granted Newcastle didn't go your way entirely. It's just, it's just super impressive. I think So I look at the squad, I look at the manager. If you, obviously, if you're not giving Arteta any kind of credit or flowers at this point, I think it's just a grudge. So yep. you've got to set that aside and just say he's, he's a pretty class manager. The players, Patrick, I've always held this belief that if, you win the t- if you're going to win the title, if you're a Premier League that wins the title, looking at the history of it, you need at least one, at least two world-class players. And again like a Leicester comparison I'm just saying I think it's easier to do that with like City and Chelsea like Hazard, De Bruyne, Aguero easy. Leicester it was the revelation of Kanté I think and the revelation of Mares where you're like oh wow these guys are world class players in the team. And I keep doubting who that is in the Arsenal squad until eventually you look at it and you're like you probably have to say Odegaard's in that conversation and what like an insane growth he's had. And then looking throughout the rest of the team, i it, it's funny. I, I really think this is a, one of the best examples of the, the the sum of the parts being greater than the, uh, the individuals. Because it's hard to say picking out specific players who's on that tier, but they just keep play, playing so well as a unit. And I don't know if you agree.
0: Yeah. No, I... Um... I I completely agree, James. And I think what it's, I I agree with you that you need those kind of players, but what I think Arsenal have is they've got a number of players who can turn in a world-class performance. I think you look at the weekend. uh, This is Aaron Ramdell's best, best, uh, best performance in an Arsenal shirt. And you say Spurs Spurs
1: had their little 10 minute kick out in anger after the halftime whistle. And yeah. And and they had, they had a
0: number of really, really solid chances that I think on a different day, whether it's, whether it's Kane or son or, uh, I feel like, yeah, I mean, a chance, a really good chance fell to Sessegnon. The
1: Cessignon kick save was Yeah, I mean, just brilliant, brilliant play.
0: And there was another one late in the game where uh, it wasn't all that great of a save, uh, but it was brilliant that he didn't parry it to what was just Harry Kane waiting right there. And, uh, you know, and that was brilliant. And I think, you know, Ramsdale's rightfully had his doubters at times. I think he has a, you know, not necessarily a howler in him, but like a howler adjacent, right? It's like, oh, you really... You really should be doing much better there, but it's not like a bobble, and it's not what Lloris is doing, uh, seemingly, you know, once a month. And so,
1: put Ramsdale opposite Lloris, yeah, and, and you're looking and at all and you got. Like,
0: you got players like um, like Zinchenko. I think is a real un- underrated player in this Arsenal side. His uh, sure. leadership, composure, things like that. Uh, ben White, I think, doing brilliantly on the on the right on the right back position, where no one really even knew he knew he played. Um, just completely displaced that was like uh, a contingency
1: plan that turned into a full-time
0: plan yeah or just you know because c- I think that you do have uh your probably three best defenders are your three center backs and uh, white Gabriel and Saliba and so find a way to get them all in the fields brilliant uh, you know the 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 wingers special special talents if Arsenal can retain yeah. them for a long a long yeah. period of time I still think they got a lot left to a uh, lot left to show us but as it stands today, you know we're almost at the halfway season. Who's my player of the year? It's Martin Odegaard, James. For he sure. said it. I think he's 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 the heartbeat of this team. Twenty four year old captain. You know we forget we forget how young he is because I think he went to Madrid when he was like fifteen or sixteen. He's been years on the old. scene for like eight years, right? Uh, and then you look at the the rest of that midfield uh, with Thomas Partey and, and Granite Jaka. Granite Jaka on w- one of the weirdest, most bizarre redemption arcs what I've arc. ever seen. Just say hey. <laughs> We're not going to make any mistakes at the back. Why don't you just run on forward, my guy? And he's doing he's doing great uh, in that position. And Thomas Partey, I think, is uh, one of the best in the world at what he what he does there, holding the midfield. Uh, no one wants to talk about it because of the dark cloud hanging over him from the summer. Uh, so people just avoid talking about him. But on the pitch, uh, he's been that good, and it is a little yeah. unsettling. Uh, you know, but we can. I mean, we can robbed leave that of a, there and
1: rob yeah. the goal of the season.
0: Oh, truly, yeah, yeah. But again, just the. The way that Arsenal can, just, they just suffocate you. They get the ball back, they press, and this is what you know. For for those of you who watch the All or Nothing documentary, um, you know Abba Young's comments on Arteta's, is like he just needs a whole lot of young guys who are you know bought in and willing to run for him. He can't manage a big personality. It's like, well, good, dude, leave. Like, let's get some people who are bought in around a plan, and that's what I think is the most Abba might be onto something. Yeah, he might he might have <laughs> figured this whole managerial thing out. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, mon frere. I did love him. What a season he gave us to win the FA Cup. But I
1: mean, now he's being a bit of a uh, splinter cell at on the other side of London, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Couldn't
0: have worked <laughs> out better, honestly. Can't even go back to, to Barca. Wenger's
1: done it again.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he can go back to Barca unless we get Rafinha, which yeah. is who we wanted yeah. over Muckduck all along. So <laughs> let's see if we can pull the, what pull a the great, rabbit out of a hat here. What a great pivot,
1: Patrick. I do. Yeah. I mean, we can have a quick word on Spurs, maybe give him a little curb stomp in if you need to. But uh, No, we tran- sorted uh, that at the weekend. The, the artist formerly known as Muckduck, <laughs> transfer window business. Uh I've never seen an Arsenal subculture of fans go so quickly from the next coming of Messi to this guy's a bum without a ball even being kicked in anger. Um, yeah, there's obviously some some mental recovery happening in the Arsenal community around the weirdest gazumping of all time for for uh <laughs> Mudrick. this this hundred dollar hundred million dollar player, I guess Man United can take some responsibility and yeah, yeah. starting the bidding wars there. Yeah, but sure. Dodged bullet or more stressed that the immediate replacement hasn't come to the fore? Yeah,
0: Where are we at? I, I mean, I thought the price was steep at $60 million for the kid. Uh, and the fact that we were going up to 90 95 but we held our line shows a bit of ambition I'm pleased with. I think the kid is he's an unproven quantity. Uh, I think what we should all start doing is just – You know, just saying we're gonna bid ninety million for some scrub somewhere and just watch Todd Bowley come in and and, and drop a hundred million on his head and bounce out of here, especially with the news dropping today that we're we're in the inside track for Declan Rice. Go on. Go on and splurge, my dude. Uh but no. That
1: might yeah, that might just be testing that theory to the limit. Right.
0: Yeah. For me it's just Let's just see how much we can we can bankrupt this team and have a whole bunch of Arsenal reported as saying,
1: <laughs> we don't think Bowley's going to bid more than us on this player. Uh, no, it's but direct I am. Baited.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. We got a lot of window left, uh, but I think I think Arsenal to have a proper title challenge need reinforcements, and the reinforcements is more do more for an insurance policy than anything else. Uh, just because you can see how you know we're we're not deep at all. Uh, Arsenal when when in that zero zero game for Newcastle there was only one substitution Arteta made and it was a life for like change at right back so when we need a goal when we need a little bit more creativity and we're going to face more and more low blocks as yeah. the season progresses and they find out you know who we are uh, where's that where's that um, where's that spark going to come from uh, and you know is it going to be a Reese Nelson a Marquinhos off the bench can Fabio Vieira come to form Emile Smith-Rowe get himself fit. There are options. Jesus coming back into the side. But you have an opportunity for the title. I think you have to go for it. And so I'd like to see a reinforcement in the midfield, reinforcement in the attack somewhere still in the market. But there's plenty of time. And I think something that's also been going around a lot uh, on the socials today is the patience and the the strategy that Arsenal have pushed uh, under a deal with, with Arteta. They have missed targets before and replaced them well. Zinchenko was a Lissandro Martinez Replacement. Jesus was eventually a replacement for a miss on No uh, oh, uh, right. Tomiyasu. I think I don't even know who he was a necessarily. A he was of late. He was a deadline day signing as well, who panned out. Ramsdale and Ben White were those that we had. Uh, he was some a, intention for
1: Tomiyasu. Was a just look at Cedric uh, decision.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a. I saw a tweet as a uh, Bowley was was uh, was going nuts. That it was just something like, uh, "Hey, quick, someone tell Bowley we just." Uh, We just bid $50 for Cedric. You don't even need to tell him he's on our own team. (laughs) Just see see what happens. Uh, But no, I I, at this point, James, why would I not have faith? Um, As the window draws to a close, people know the position we're in. We know what the market's like. We know what we're willing to spend. Arsenal's negotiating power is out the window. So for me, who cares what you pay? This is about winning a title. Get the reinforcements that you need. I'm not looking at this window as a good buy. Just get a couple of reinforcements from wherever, wherever you need to so that you can have that flexibility. Because one injury to, whether it's Saka or Martinelli or Partey or Jaka, this team looks very, very different. There's four players I'm looking at that are just you know, really non-replaceable in the Arsenal side right now.
1: Yeah. It's a no-other-option situation.
0: Quite literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the midfield, it's El Elneny or Sambi Laconga. Those one of those. And, and, if you we've, watch the and Cups, we've watched
1: the FA Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's not, a, it's not a great look. Trot him out. Not a great look. Uh, and yeah, let, 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 let's see what happens. But I'm, I'm, I'm backing the boys. I don't know why I wouldn't at this stage. How could you not?
1: Well, it'll come first full circle at the Prem to the Prem Bowl, but maybe a quick word on your North London rivals, Patrick. Uh, I can't remember a more lopsided beatdown at Tottenham's patch. The way this this panned out. And I remember we texted before the game. You were confident. I was more rooting for Spurs and hope than expectation. Mm-hmm. And Larice saw to that very quickly.
0: Yeah, he helped out.
1: Yeah, he, he he um just really squashed that one out right at the root yeah. to begin with. and And that didn't help set the tenor of the game. But there's clearly some some disruption here in the Spurs team that's hard to figure out when you have a top class coach like Conte, and I still believe he is. Mm-hmm. But he's not getting a tune out of these players. They just seem very disjointed. Um, first off, when was the last time you beat Spurs in the Premier League on their patch?
0: It was eight or nine years, I believe. Yeah, and they eight didn't nine score. Years. They didn't score at that. So didn't yeah. score. It's a bit and of G- a marker. Yeah, and I, they were. They were not great, uh, but they had, like I said, they had their opportunities. They had more shots, more shots on target. They had more possession. Uh, but it never really felt a threat, did it? It no. just felt it felt yeah, like Arsenal were completely in control. And, uh, again, I think it's just uh, the way that Arsenal has been responding to situations. You know, we can talk about the opponents all we want, but Arsenal have been dictating play all season long. But I think that that's the problem with Spurs. They let the other teams dictate play when they have the quality in the side to do it. And every now and again, you, we see them do it right throughout the course of the season. They've got these tough 1-1s, these tough 1-0s. One they can't quite get the goal. And then every now and again, they just beat Brighton or somebody like that 4 nothing, Just spank them because they're better. And I think when you let the horses run, this is a, this is a really talented side. Missing a lot in the midfield, though, James. That center of the park is, is, is nothing short of dreadful. Really yeah. isn't. Uh, I used to be
1: pretty high on Huiberg, but uh, with no Bettenkur in there,
0: it's tough. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. And I I, th- I thought Bazuma looked okay when he came on. I would, I don't know. I kind of i i i'd let the horses run and get Richarlison on in there with Son, Kane, and Kulisevsky and just try and figure it out with the four of them on yeah, the pitch. Th- the, the, the part I don't understand attackers. It
1: the part I don't understand is a team that prides themselves on being a devastating counterattack team, or maybe they don't pride themselves on it. We'll have to talk to Mark and Thomas on that one uh, who perform best when they're chasing a game and are no longer counterattacking. Like surely they figured out there are other ways to play because they're yeah. a second half team and they come, they, they stage these comebacks either to draw it or win when they're going against low blocks. So mm-hmm. it's like, guys, what are we doing here? Anyway,
0: yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's it's weird. It's it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah, and yeah, Pat- I don't think I think Conte's lost the plot a little bit. I don't think it's unrecoverable, but like you said, it's just a it's not a fun watch. I mean, Sunday was, uh, but if I'm watching this <laughs> for footballing reasons, it's just right. If I'm a student of the game, it's tough sledding. Yeah, they just beat Palace on the road mm-hmm. for second half goals. That's right. Um, that was, yeah, was supposed to be the uh, the kick-on. Yeah, and they lost at home They'll to Villa to right before things. that. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. weird. It's just weird. Um, They're in a
1: funk. He's been complaining about Levy and the board. Yeah. All but since the first transfer window he yeah. had.
0: Like you said, that perspective, right, where we saw how good they closed the season last year to get Champions League. Uh, I don't think anyone were under any illusions that Tottenham were a title threat. This year, um, actually, we kind of were a little bit at the start. We we're pretty high on this team, uh, but Spurs five points off the pace. Newcastle hasn't done this before. United, are, you know, maybe we'll talk about it in a second, but I'd, I have to imagine mm. they'll they'll have a slip up or two throughout the rest of the season. So the opportunity will, have, will be there. for You will Spurs. have
1: to imagine.
0: I, I, they're not going to do anything in the winter, will they? With <laughs> Levy, but they just don't have that creator. Like if I was them, I would play Kane at the ten. I could look maybe not every game but you know I go play Kane at the 10 with Charleston up top and let mm. Son and Kulusewski get around him, and then you know, trust that, trust Harry Kane to figure something out in there. That's that's uh, an interesting one. Yeah, I mean he, he's he's a brilliant creator. He comes it's back almost he's like going to trying to sabotage them. Drop back into the midfield a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm not saying. All right. Well, don't yeah. have to go searching uh too hard to find keep coming mo- back harry yeah a little, little more yeah little, little red mohawk back. on that on that boy in north london maybe 15 <laughs> 20 years ago i don't have to search google too hard so i'm just saying
1: yep a little more harry and yeah right there right there in the number six
0: <laughs> you're good dude he was he was getting the ball back in their own box at some point i was just he was sick of yeah. it um, yeah. who was it and they it's just weird too they had they were playing uh, Like, Romero was playing like a second striker. But every time he got the ball on the edge of the box, he would just smack it back 15 Mm -hmm. yards because he's a center back and he didn't know what to do. So they they just they got to figure something else out. Uh, But, hey, they got a fixture that I think they're oddly good at, City, uh, coming up twice here in the league. That's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, they got Fulham uh, on the road, which is not an easy fixture. I think Fulham are actually a point or two off of them in the table. So they've got – yeah, they got City – Twice in the league with, you know, a Fulham, Fulham in the middle of that sandwich, uh, so it's, it's gonna to be tough sledding for them. It's it's it could get a little testy here to close out it, the month. It,
1: they've got a tough month, Patrick, and yes, they've been great about uh, against City, but I do fear this is gonna be a bit of a
0: get your aggression out rebound game for City. Yeah, I think um, City's um, City's coming with a no deal. Yeah,
1: they, I don't think they've got all their their house in order, but. You might not necessarily need that just to let the horses run in one game. Nope. Uh, all right, last word on Spurs. Maybe they can do a little better job of controlling their ridiculous fans. And this, just, is, just, this is just a Spurs problem, and we need to single them out and call them out for responsibility.
0: It's just disgraceful. Protect the game players. Of, game of what are we doing? It's just a game of football. Uh-huh. They, let
1: that, they let that guy from the in-betweeners just get out there and... <laughs>
0: Oh, that's such a good one. That's such a good one. Oh my god! But no, it, it, that's uh, it's great. I mean, that's Ramsdale loves riling up the fans. He 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 gets a little stick. He sends it right back. Uh, some guy in the booth wasn't too I'm, happy with it. Said it was a reflection of Arteta and what he's allowed to happen. So yeah, just keep winding him up. I love it. I love yeah. it. What I'm sure this derby? made the rounds. It was a sure good little derby.
1: It got it got a little feisty. You know, when Richarlison's involved, I'm sure you're always. Expecting a little bit of fireworks, and I'm sure this one made its rounds on the Arsenal subreddit. But did you see the fan who was on the corner of the Spurs section? He unzips his trainer, (laughs) and he's just got the Arsenal jersey on.
0: Yeah, they had they had. It's kind of like a a running meme now. Somebody did it at uh, at the Chelsea game as well. It was it was nice. Arsenal fans just
1: keep sneaking in there.
0: Oh yeah, we gotta get we gotta get in there for the boys. We gotta get in there (laughs) for the boys. That's one seat that's not making noise. You know what I mean? That's one seat that's not. It's not uh, not giving it to us with what are they saying? So when the Spurs come marching in, that's right. Pretty oh, dude, when you were hearing Tottenham get battered everywhere they go and the the away section just rocking at their stadium, what a (laughs) sight, what a sound. Oh, that was brilliant. We're the celebration police. We really went after it. I was expecting more. Hmm. Okay, Ruben Neves. Good question, Patrick. It's a good question.
1: Not celebrating. But for now, it's not one yeah, to the answer. Because I think we should talk about United, the wagon, the absolute dump truck of fate. There's an old saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone. But Patrick, the way I've been feeling lately is a little closer to, you didn't know how bad it was until you got something better. Mm-hmm. And by God, <laughs> this really puts everything that happened last year in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> organization, team spirit. Haven't seen you in years. Yeah, we're on uh, we're on our best run of form since Fergie retired. Nine wins on the trot in all comps. You know, let's let's be fair. We've been favorites in all of them, Bar City. But I remember when we had Ollie, we used to go and beat PSG and then come home and lose to Burnley. It was <laughs> it was it was the wildest ride you could ever imagine yourself being on. So so the controlling of games is is really really very pleasing. And I think um, even though it wasn't, I think the city, the city game is going to get remembered for other reasons, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) it really was a pleasing game because the first half was a snooze for neutrals for United fans. It was like, I think this is the best off ball performance I've ever seen. Just neutered them. Um, Their only, their only shot on target was Jack Grealish's goal out, outperformed them in the XG, I think like 1.08 to 0.5. Um, obviously, you know, as the good politician that I am, let's get ahead of this, this offside debate and say that it was, it was farcical. It shouldn't have stood, but <laughs> in the, or in the words of Eric Ten Hogg, oh, I can see it from their side.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's one of those very where diplomatic, very diplomatic, you take it all day long, but you'd be a, a, bit, a bit aggrieved if you were on the receiving end of it.
1: We were having a good bit of banter on social, though, where everyone was doing those sort of like Photoshop Rashford out of the picture and tell me a Kanji doesn't get to that ball and clear it. And then we would just respond with, how do you know he doesn't just hoof it into his own net? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you start playing the pretend game. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't live in that world, Patrick. I live in the real world. Mm-hmm. And it was a yeah. beautiful 2-1 dub.
0: Yeah, well, James, in the real world, right, Manchester United is sitting fourth in the table. They got their eight-goal differential. What, like you said, nine wins in all comps. Since the World Cup, just best team in English football uh, on, mm. the, on the record, aren't on they? On the record. On mm. the record. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, just on the record.
0: So what are you making of them, James? Because here they sit five, <laughs> five points in a game in hand into the Champions League spot of fourth place. But again that perspective you offered me, not yet halfway through the season. Is this a, uh, and, and I will, another, another interesting note, I did my own research here, James. Uh, I thought United was, with, with their, their success in the Cups, going to be playing a lot of games. And between, you know, the new year and February, uh, United have a one, one gap in games that is eight, eight days. But other than that, they're playing a game no yeah. no more than four days apart yeah, through the end crazy. of February.
1: It's pretty crazy. Patrick, uh, where's your head at? We are not prioritizing anything in that we're prioritizing everything. This is a team that's starved of trophies. And I think Ten Hag is going to go all out to try and win the League Cup, the FA Cup, the Europa League. Because I think in a weird way, this is what he's being judged on. I think as long as we can get a grasp on top four... Uh, he 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 knows there's a there's a chance you'll you know we'll see how this this Sunday plays out to have a really good go at um at the title who knows who knows it's a weird season but Mm -hmm. that being said first season to go and get a trophy uh one that we haven't won since Mourinho won us the league cup I was gonna Um, say has
0: the league cup ever looked more winnable either
1: um yeah fair play we beat Southampton in the final when we won it last and sometimes right. you need that rub of the green, you know. We like got
0: forest, then play the winner, I suppose. Of a as, well, I mean, as Newcastle, good as Newcastle is, right? Newcastle is going to be going but,
1: hard for that. Don't yeah, don't think they're going to be pri- prioritizing the uh, Premier League either, because they're going to be going sure. hard for that trophy. But sure. anyway, where's my head at? It, it, in a weird way, it's similar to yours, albeit we're in we're in vastly different positions. You know, we're nine points off. This was the first. I'm, I'm an avid fan of the Talk of the Devils podcast. This was the first time they brought up the T word. You know, mm-hmm. United in the title, and it's not unrealistic to talk about given how disjointed City look at this point in time. And then with Spurs, Chelsea, and Liverpool kind of falling away in the distance, if not us, then who? You know. And I think we still there's a, there's a way to see what Arsenal's made of. Um, not taking anything away from them sure so yes of course we like to think that we're in the discussion but enjoy it as it comes and right. and take every game and just like enjoy the fact that we can control games that we're meant to win mm-hmm. enjoy the fact that we're not mental midgets when we come
0: up against one of our rivals <laughs> we've claimed um james it's uh, a mental little people <laughs>
1: Oh, I was about to do you one worse there. I'm glad I reeled myself in. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the only scalp we haven't claimed, I guess. I guess Chelsea. um, Although that felt like a win is uh, is Newcastle, who are having their own little Renaissance game of their uh, season of their own. So, um, you know what's what's not to like. I think Ten Hag has been the most important factor to this season, but. Uh, you know, fans crying out for a CDM for years, basically since Mottage turned the wrong side of thirty. And oh, look at that—we're really, really good. Casemiro and the team, a legitimate CDM, and and what a boss he is. So it's a weird one because it's the fir- even though it's the first one with Ten Hag, I feel like we have the squad to do something. I feel like we have a very, very strong squad. Sure, we don't have our striker situation figured out, but I think. We live in our own little igloos of, of fan support. You realize Arsenal, we just talked about what their problems are. Um, every squad has a problem, except maybe City. They have a ridiculous squad. But it's not like Arsenal doesn't have their own problems, too. And that's what you need to remember when we're out there looking for players in January. So,
0: um, Yeah. I would say if you, uh, if you want to put the, the tea talk front and table on the center right next to the crumpets, I think it's a must-win game here at the Emirates. I don't think you can go twelve p- points off the pace.
1: Well, we're not on Prem to Prem talk yet, are we, Patrick?
0: I'm just saying. I'm not getting. I'm not getting talk. baited in
1: here. I'm well. Hey, you, I'm you not. You brought up the tea talk. I'm not tea talk.
0: You expect me not to take a sip of that tea?
1: I'm saying other people are bringing up tea talk, but for someone like myself, who's a more seasoned fan, I know it's very much a game-by-game experience.
0: You're Just staying um, humble. The staying Arteta humble. strategy. I like it. Oh yeah, I Arteta like is staying humble. Mm-hmm. Right. Just stay humble, stay uh-huh. grounded.
1: Yep. Stay um stay really you know calm and, and just be like water
0: on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Just Go where it's going to take you. Yeah, brilliant. No, just, James, go, I, just going I to leave. shag the <laughs> Arteta
1: going to shag the balls on the touchline before the Spurs players could
0: get to them. Uh, Never just, fails to crack me up. Just chucking it past. Just lead Kool from Seske. the front. Yeah, lead from
1: the front. <laughs> hey, but
0: he's in his he's in his technical area. What are you going to do? What are you going to do?
1: <laughs> yeah, every. You time know what I? Been... You know what I liked? I
0: what? liked the little Tottenham ball boy. There's one. He's, he, he, I, th- I think he just didn't really get it, or maybe he's a double agent. Quick little chuck to Saka when the ball went out of bounds. He got it back to him quick. Oh. So I, I want to say low respect there. I think Playing that's with... the
1: one who's loyal to Mourinho. Remember when the ball yeah. boy hooked up Mourinho and he was
0: just like Conte hasn't looked at me yet. I'm trying to get his attention mm-hmm. with something even more egregious. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, didn't work. Be egregious.
1: That's why players like Hazard are a dying breed. We need we need them to show ball boys what's what every now and then.
0: Yeah, James. Well, I what what I like out of Manchester United. Um, yes, do go on. Is that they they seem to have what is so necessary, which they they lacked for a number of these past few years, uh, which is a collective buy-in to what is happening on the field. Mm-hmm. There is a unity to this team. And we've both watched disjointed teams over the last five to ten years at times. And it's, it, you just know that it, you might you might get something here or there, but it's not sustainable. It's not going to work. In this league, there's too much pressure, both mentally and on the pitch. These teams come at you. That if you're not organized if you're not playing as a unit you're gonna get found out we're seeing this with chelsea like crazy right now i don't even i don't even watch liverpool anymore i don't, I have no I, I just don't care i just don't even care about liverpool maybe they'll come good maybe they'll you, push on
1: i think you they and trent trent are in the same boat then
0: yeah fair enough uh but it was that was there, were, there was a disjointed nature of liverpool earlier in the season and you see teams like a fulham a brighton a brentford newcastle that are you know maybe out kicking their coverage right now, there's that cohesion. And that cohesion is mm-hmm. something I see with United. And I have to give all of the credit uh to Ten Hog because he identified two snakes in the grass. One intentional snake, one just <laughs> large headed incompetent snake. And he got them out of the side. One <laughs> he got out permanently out of the side and the other's just sitting over there. He's next. Eating cashews, presumably. Or as, Pep,
1: as Pep calls him the other guy.
0: Yeah. Just Putting, just sucking on helium, just blowing that head up, ready, ready for the last five <laughs> minutes of the game to go in and just clean it all up. And he's got this group playing just magically together. Uh, I do think they're coming crashing down to earth at some point. Rashford is playing out of his goddamn mind, and I don't know where the goals come from unless he continues well, to do so. And if he does, then, you know, by all means, but I, don't, I, I just don't see that sustaining you know, for the, yeah. for the full course this season, well, he's going to have a dip in form, I guess. Sure, what I'm I mean,
1: let's let's talk about the crashing down to earth thing, and I think the Rashford point is a good one. He's on an insane goal tear. Uh, Martial's a bit of a question mark. woot Weghorst, who the fuck knows where are those goals going to come from? I am hoping that we are going to continue to click in a way that all boats rise with the tide Mm -hmm. and take, and take a little pressure off Rashford when that time comes. But just to, just to kind of speak on that a little bit more, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be complete recency bias and say that we were shit all the way through back to like early Mourinho. Like there were some really good moments under Ollie. In fact, we weren't in a dissimilar position where we were top of the table at like Christmas, but it was so clear; you could kind of smell it, like a bad stench. We were a clinical counter-attacking team, and then we would rely on individuals like Fernandez up front or David De Gea at the back to play like complete psychos. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of we lived game by game like that. Like, and Fernandez is, was a
0: was a god when he first came yeah. over.
1: And this is the difference between United and Arsenal. In in a compliment to Arsenal, when when United was top of the table around Christmas time, it was like. Eric Bailly threw his whole body at a Neves shot to like block it on the line to keep a one nil victory or like Pogba had to pull magic out of his hat against Burnley to win 2-1 <laughs> like we were living on the edge every yeah. single game. Was that
0: the season you were like you, you, you'd go down away from home and then win like eight yeah. in a row or something that was the season yeah. you set the record for like consecutive yeah like was- unbeaten away right.
1: Uh, it was pure chaos. We, um, there was a stretch when, so right when Ollie came in, we went on a pretty massive run that was like the definition of new manager bounce because everyone hated Mourinho so much. Right. And And he uh, was just
0: all vibes. Yeah. The the start of
1: ball was like, I'm I'm pretty convinced. I'm pretty convinced if that was studied in labs, you could not coach a football team. And if they hated the previous coach enough, you can just sit there and let them win 10 games in a row. You just
0: get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing with getting rid of um, Ronaldo, right? It's not necessarily just the coach; it's just right. a if there's just a bad influence, negativity, bad right? Yeah, just negativity, uh, and so you just get that out. And you know, I think um, time will time will pass, and you, you know, especially as United mm-hmm. turns this chapter, Ronaldo will once again be looked at fondly in uh, in Manchester. Yeah, but right now, just it's just give like it, yeah. give it some space, give yeah. it some space, because that was. That was getting pretty ugly, and they did what they needed to do. They got it all sorted. He said his piece so eloquently to Piers Morgan and others. <laughs> and, you know, you just have to believe him. Um, and, yeah, Ten Hogs let's, looking like the Bond villain, you know, in more ways Colin, than one. Colin After Ansel that, with the bald yeah. cap. Yeah. Our sweet
1: boy. <laughs> yeah, let's sleeper let, Halloween costume. Let's that. let time do its beautiful job with, with Ronaldo and, and United fans affinity towards him. Messi went and won a World Cup. He went to Saudi Arabia. Let's let that one just sit for a bit before we revisit it. Why don't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Tough break for the tough break for the Ronaldo stands myself. Included, yeah. But it's been yeah. like a battle. Anyway, I want to wrap up that previous point really, really quickly. The reason why I think United, are they going to have a blip in the sense of lose games? Sure. Sure. Like drop points. Sure. But I think every good team does that. I don't think this is a false dawn in the sense that like when we were living on the edge under Ali, these games that we're, we're winning against, not just the, the most recent run we've had, but like the City game is a good example, uh, Spurs, Liverpool, we were kind of starting to figure it out. But particularly the Spurs game, we look so good as a unit. And, and the sign of a good team to me, Patrick, and I'm sure you can relate to this, is when there, there are four or five candidates for man of the match mm-hmm. each, each game. Right. And that to me is a sign of a really good team because it's just clicking. It's not necessarily a world class player doing it all by himself. It's 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 team cohesion exactly. Like I was hard pressed not to give Wan Basaka man of the match, which is one of the weirdest comeback arcs I've ever seen. I didn't know he had that dribbling in his locker. But anyway, all to say it's it's uh, it's happy days right now over in this camp. No,
0: it's 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 brilliant. And yeah, what I what I meant the crashing back down to earth. Not winning every game for the rest of the season. So, uh, but yeah, you look at you look at the teams around them. You know, f- five points, like I said, and a game in hand, clear of fifth. And then you look at Tottenham, and then teams that haven't quite been there before, Fulham, Brighton, Brentford, and then Liverpool and Chelsea, ten points off mm-hmm. each, and in the forms, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the difference in the two forms of the team. Uh, you got to feel pretty great about top four as it stands today, but a lot of lot of football left to left to play, uh, certainly. So. Well, next couple months will be huge with those just that jam-packed schedule yeah. of games.
1: The, the longer United are wrapped into title conversations, the more secure I feel about top 4. That's how I that's how I like to think about it.
0: Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, and I'm 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 on the other side of this this hurdle, this mental hurdle, but it's nice not to just have to think about, you know, okay, Fulham's playing Chelsea, who do I actually want to win this game? Just <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You just get to watch football, right? Um, well, let's move on to the Prem, prem bleh, the PDLP Bowl preview. But before we do that, Patrick, I don't know if you have him down in the later segments, but unhinged Pep was on form
0: this weekend. I don't, on but I love form. I love me an un- unhinged. I Pep. mean,
1: let's just let's just cover the bases here before the game. He's the consummate gentleman. He's complimenting Man United. You know they're back. I love to see it. This is the rivalry every, you know, every fan and, and citizen of Manchester deserves. Like two, two teams at the top of their game. I'm so happy Ten Hag came in. Blah, 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 blah. After the game, direct quote. Nothing happened. I know how we behave. We finished above them five or six years in a row. I know exactly how we behave. <laughs> Salty Pep. He's talking is... about the offside decision. And he throws in, we finished above them five or six years in a row. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it.
0: <laughs> oh, it has everything to do with it, James. But, and yet,
1: and yet everything. You're
0: right. Yeah. If you if you if you don't know that, I don't know what to tell you. Um don't know what to tell you.
1: So that one was amazing. He yeah, he, he had some great lines, like I know where we're playing, talking about the old Trafford Juju back, which as a as a like villain united fan, it's just so good to hear. Oh, yeah, you want to hear so all it. So good yeah. to
0: hear. And then you have to, like, as an Arsenal fan, I feel great. I think he conceded the title as well post-game. Uh, said he's won it too much. Somebody else needs to win it. Uh, <laughs> we've won the EFL Cup too much. It's <laughs> it's time for somebody else. Uh, yeah, he just, what, what we, we, we go around the table here, but, like, what good manager doesn't love a moan when things don't go their way? They None of them, none of them mm-hmm. are gracious losers. You know, Klopp is, Klopp is getting there because it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to have a different mentality with how yeah. much Liverpool have no, been beat down this year. You just year. get beat down. Yeah, um, but other other than that, yeah, Klopp, Klopp was Klopp was the same way. Colt, on Liverpool real quick. All the time. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Phenomenal uh Twitter commentary. So Trent posted that classic like it's not good enough and it's not acceptable. I promise to you fans we will be better. Any United fan just subtweets it he's like, oh they're in this phase of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh. it's so good we've been there
0: oh i mean yeah we've it's, been there <laughs> it's tough it's tough yeah you just don't you just they just don't have any answers right now and i think it's there you know let's say this is the end of the the city liverpool two dogs at the top kind of duking it out era uh, which mm-hmm. it may be, right? And I don't think... I'm not writing Liverpool off, not writing City off, but it seems like other teams have arrived and they're going to have to, you know, uh, there's wor- a new work within that. Yeah, yeah. there's a new and it, it, It's looking at it, right? This is a... Uh, man, still maybe one of the biggest kind of... They've they, they won everything there was to win, but not, not really... It feels like there's something left on the table with this squad and this side. And I think when you have the expectations that they have being as close as they were as many times as they were when you, when you, when you lose that, right. You know, it's gotta be tough to get up and play. Like what, how do you play to fight for the champions league when you were the last season, every single week, a point off the title for eight straight weeks or whatever it was and ended up losing. Like, how do you get yourself up for that? It's just a, and year after year after year as well for them. This has been three four years on the run, uh, mm-hmm. just brilliant brilliant run for them. So, yeah, they gotta they gotta kind of re- retool it, the identity or the mentality. And it would be a it'd be a real shame if it wasn't with with uh, with Klopp because I you know obviously one of the one of the best managers to ever do it sure. in the league for sure. Uh, even though he won't be decorated as such,
1: I know just the asterisk title really mm-hmm. for one of the best Premier League teams of all time. It's a bit weird, isn't it? But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, set, set Liverpool aside, uh, maybe Pep is dealing with a similar strange scenario where it's like you have the dynasty teams, the great all time teams. He's probably, you know, angsting a bit over how do I keep this team motivated every year to go do it again? Because right now there looks to be a little lack of cohesion, and the Holland debate is a funny one because he is an absolute monster. And it, there's just a bit of betting in there, I guess, but uh, I think that's the subtext to a lot of what Pep's saying. Like, I don't care about the Premier League; I just want the team playing well again. Like, I, I, he's definitely going through that period where he has to re, re motivate them and re, re, uh, reteach them
0: to go on right. another run for it. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, I think they're they're going to be fine. But yeah, you do look at their their kind of uh, their return from. From the World Cup, uh, they drew at home to Everton, right, and then there's the loss to Manchester United. Those are the only slip ups, and, right. and I guess they lost the the the, the Carabao Cup. The but Carabao yeah, Cup, whatever was a weird uh, one. Yeah, but in, in any case, right? It's like they're they're still fine, right? And I think I think you're right. I think they come back. I think they batter Tottenham. They got Wolves in the league on the weekend at home. That's pr- they're probably smacking both those those teams, both those games, and then. They got Arsenal in the FA Cup, which is is just a a tasty little appetizer, James, is what I would call that. Uh, Tasty, tasty little appetizer. Yep. Man City and Arsenal. Sure uh, is. In in the cup. Uh, Just in, in what is that? Like a week and a half's time. That'll be great. Yeah. That'll be great.
1: Uh, Last one on Pet Patrick. Uh, (laughs) Talk about the compliments before the game about United are back ten hogs the man it's so great to see when they lost he resorted to the only pleasure he could get by saying i said a few months ago that mufc are back people say they're not they're back i knew it i felt it people were wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dude i i don't know how it's, you cannot love them i really don't
1: it never fails to amaze me how trump-esque his tweets or, or uh, his statements are when you yeah, put him he, down on paper form, it's like is, is that this, a, is that a Donald Trump
0: tweet? The saltiest boy, yeah, the saltiest boy. He, yeah, he's and I guess to give you some context, I mean this is a yeah, I mean this isn't too out of the the realm uh, for them. I was thinking this was more more losses and all that, but yeah, he's he's had seasons where you know he's already dropped as many points this season than he's you know in some of his best seasons. This right. guy's just not accustomed to losing, no, especially when when there's spotlight on. He is not a loser. Well, I suppose. When a spotlight is on, yeah, I suppose he is accustomed to losing on those stages. <laughs> um, but he he wins a lot of games. Yeah, it's Pep Guardiola. Yeah, I mean,
1: one of the greats. That's why it's fireworks whenever mm-hmm. you see that that L in the column. Patrick, oh God, so good. The wait is over. It's prediction time, baby. First off, remember when these games had no stakes? Like I yeah. remember I remember doing a deep dive analytical pod with you about the one nil Arsenal win at Old Trafford when we were separated by an Aubameyang penalty. <laughs> it was arguably one of the worst games that we've ever seen. So, so gross.
0: Yeah. Absolutely gross. Well, here we are.
1: Yeah. On big, the big time. Stage. Split the series last year. Arsenal looking to split the series again this year. I, I have a prediction. I have a bolder prediction beyond the prediction. Please. Here we go. I am swinging my title winner prediction to Arsenal if you beat us on Sunday.
0: Wow. Are, con- you pre- are you predicting that nope, or guaranteeing it's, that?
1: It's a conditional if because I'm going 2-1 to United. Okay, fair enough. Okay. I'm going so 2-1 to United. But I'm telling you, if I'm switching my, like, I'm switching yeah. my prediction. It, there's, the signs around Man City are not good. I, they might click, but it's, it's something they kind of have to do immediately versus take time to do given they would, they would rack up, what would it be? A uh, double-digit deficit. Depending on how the Spurs game goes, I guess, for them on right. Thursday. But yeah, the only, the only, okay, so my logic is the only team that could catch them, if not City, is United. And if you beat United, then I, I think that's going to be a very hard task to come back and do. That being said, I'm going 2 1 purely on the basis that this is the best I've ever seen this team play um, since
0: ever. Yeah, James, I also I also got 2-1, but I got to go in the other way. I figured you would. Yeah.
1: I, how could you not back your own boys? That's yeah, the beauty I mean, of a, of this of this game. Coming so let's, in top, let's,
0: form. let's let me let, let, let's do it a little bit a little bit differently, right? Where where do you think where do you think Arsenal or where, for you, where do you think United has just such a clear edge or such an ability to take this game? Where do you see these two goals coming from? What are you worried about? What do you worry about Arsenal doing? Um, to Manchester United, and I'll do the same. Happy to go first, if we want to even snake draft this. Why don't you go i I'll start, start us off. I'll start okay. us off. Kick us off. Terrified of United's counter, because Arsenal play one type of football and it's a high line. In the, one of the highest lines, one of the most active presses. It's one of the things I think they do particularly well, but we saw it in the first game. We're going to be open to the break in the form Rashford's in. I mean, Bruno seems to be able to pick a pass out of nowhere. Not really worried <laughs> about really anything think- else. Other than Bruno to Rashford, but i it's gonna be on. Uh and so yeah. it's it's uh it's one where do you look at the um the Arsenal team, especially with Zinchenko and White as your fullbacks. Yeah. it's not like that pacey, you know. So I'd be interested the form Zinchenko's in, you must must start him. Uh but it would be an interesting interesting shout to see if Tierney get us into the side. Uh but I don't think it's gonna happen. Well here's the question worried about the break in the counter. That's the that's where Arsenal will be vulnerable All, and United will get chances, we,
1: 100%. We chastised Arsenal for not changing their tactics going into Old Trafford. Now we have the benefit of hindsight. They got, they got screwed from it. Mm-hmm. Are they going to change their approach at the Emirates or just run it back?
0: I don't think so. I think, th- I, I, I think that there's small, subtle tactical shifts that Arsenal do um, kind of game in, game out. And something that you'll see that they do against uh, teams with some offensive firepower. They did this against Tottenham. Um, They'll drop their wingers, Sokka and Martinelli uh, all the way Mm -hmm. into the back line and they'll run six across the back line. This is when they're already behind the ball though. They'll drop six behind the ball. And so they're going to be very, very difficult to break down. It allows anybody in that back line to step with somebody checking and then Partey and Jaka drop right in and they keep six in that back line. So it's very, very difficult to break them down when they're on the low block and they like to they, they strike fast is what Arsenal do. They score early a lot this season. Score the first minute against Liverpool in a big game. They just go after it. They they, they had Tottenham on the ropes from the first minute in the in the in the derby at the weekend. I think that they are going to come at United. Mm-hmm. And what United um did, which very few teams have done against Arsenal, is they struck first. And then, you know, they allow themselves Arsenal have to come even further, further out, play more and more to United's hands, which is what happened into that first game. And so I think Arsenal are going to say, you know, let's see if you can do it again. I sure. really do. I think they're going to go right after it, high press. The fans are going to be up for it because I think a lot of people have that same perspective, James. I think a lot of people will shift their opinion to Arsenal actually being a favorite, still yet to play City, but... Convincing win of the North London Derby. I didn't want to be an asshole. Win. I didn't want to be yeah. an
1: asshole and drop this one, but Arsenal's record against the rest of the top four loss and draw.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's, it's, it's banter. Like, it's not, it's not yeah. reflective of how they're playing. It's just funny. And then um,
0: between five and 19, literally perfect, and then 20. Yeah, exactly. Draw. Sure. So. <laughs> yeah, 20. <laughs> draw. There's um, the other draw.
1: I think that's a valid thing to be. Aff- I, I mean, that's what we're still known for. I think we're gradually going to work away from just being a counter-attacking team, but that is where we're most potent. I'm most confident, and then I'll tell you what I'm most scared about. I'm most confident in our midfield, which is hilarious because that was our biggest weakness a year ago. Casemiro's different gravy. I, I'm i really pissed off about this Crystal Palace game because a tired Erickson is night and day different than a fresh Erickson, mm. And I'm, I'm, go- I'm assuming we're going to have a fresh Erickson who's up for it. But the ball retention is on a completely different level. So I actually think we're going to be able to play progressively. And I rate our midfield over over years slightly. Slightly, slightly, slightly. That, so I'm thinking it's not going to be a sit back, absorb all the pressure, hit out on the break, because I actually think we can stand toe-to-toe. And we might do something similar to the way we... We matched up against city. Maybe Fred will keep his space in the team. And that brings me to what I'm most afraid of (laughs) (laughs) in a different way. Actually, 10 hog has shown, and I respect the hell out of it. If you play well, you're not going to get dropped. Respect. Like, which is why. And Martinez, he was like, Hey dude, I'm happy for you. You won a world cup. Oh, you missed a game. Now you got to win your spot back. Like right now, Luke Shaw is our center back, and Molossi is keeping his spot. I would not be shocked. Again, Crystal Palace, I'm really pissed off there's a game between City and Arsenal because so, we're going to find out a lot. But I would not be shocked if Shaw and Molossi are the, are the <clears throat> left-sided defensive pairing. And what I'm most afraid of is them not showing up against Sokka and Martinelli, who are really scary when they're on song. I can see Sokka tormenting... Malaysia and I can see Juan Basaka not leaning into the good side of his one-on-one defending and causing yeah. his problems there.
0: He seems like a coin flip against Martinelli. I think he's either going to lock him up or it's a complete mare. That's kind—I mean,
1: that's kind of the story of Juan Basaka. So, yeah.
0: it's so, not a guy to have a mare against.
1: So there it goes. And then Odegaard is in the form of his life. So I, I, I think Casemiro is going to have to do a bit of a job on him, or maybe Fred. Fred did the job on De Bruyne. Maybe he's going to do the job on Odegaard. So. I, I, but, but for me, it's the wings, and that's what I'm most afraid of, because we're going to mm-hmm. go with two, one wing back So one of our defenders was meant to be sold this January. The other we bought as a backup. And there's, every, <laughs> and there's every chance they could show up on the day as those players. That's what I'm scared about.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially against what is, yeah, like you said, probably two of Arsenal's best uh, on either end. Uh, but yeah, for me... I think United is going to play a bit of a low block, but I think they're going to play similarly to City, and you think there are there are kind of um, you know mirroring qualities in how Arsenal set themselves up and how City set themselves up. Mm-hmm. So I expect a similar look out of Manchester United, which was what 30% possession, but clinical and ruthless on on a counter. And what do you need right now to break down? What do you need to break down a low block? Right, you need a little bit of creativity and. There's very few people in the league as creative as Martin Odegaard. Very few people in hotter form than Martin Odegaard. So I think that at home with the stakes, wearing the captain's armband, uh, Martin Odegaard is going to continue his fine run of form. And I, and you, you said you were worried about Martinelli and, and Saka. Mar, Odegaard plays a little bit more on that right side towards Saka. And mm-hmm. so Shaw, Malasia, Fred handling Saka and Odegaard. Uh, Just feels like a full, a full feast to me. So I think that we're going to get a lot of business done down that, down that right side, and look to look to attack early, as we as we often do. So, quick goal for Arsenal. I think it's it's sorted. But yeah, 20 minutes on. If United can strike first, or it's it's not, it's it's still zero zero. That's funny. Then I'll start sweating. But I think I think Arsenal get right after it and not put it to bed. You you think a quick
1: goal, quick goal, it's over.
0: I mean, that's, that's kind of how it's been for Arsenal this year. So they just get after it, and they just, they just keep the pressure on, Then they can play how they want to play. They can play in possession. They yeah. can sit behind the ball in defense. And Yeah, I think you, you well, must score first if you want a chance in this game. Interesting.
1: I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I would be shocked if it was won by more than a goal differential of one.
0: I'm, I'm I wouldn't pr- be. What's that? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal spanked them. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, bud. You guys turn up lame duck performances at the Emirates ever since Jesse Lingard danced in the FA Cup. <laughs> Y'all haven't shown up there. Don't yeah. show up there.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, what was, what was our team looking like the last time we showed up? Did Cavani decide if he wanted to play? Was Ronaldo <laughs> in? Was our coach uh, <laughs> a
0: I don't sporting know.
1: director? Patrick. You got to show. The, okay. I'm not asking you to show us a little bit more respect. I think we'll show it to ourselves on Sunday.
0: Wow. Well, right, take, t- take the high road, James. Why don't you? Oh, look at you with your smarmy <laughs> confidence. Friendship out the window. Oh, please. Have you even gotten a result against a big six team away from home <laughs> this year? I'm curious. I'm scrolling. Uh, you tied Let's Chelsea. go for it. Congrats.
1: <laughs> Do you want to just go results we've gotten in general? Against top teams?
0: No, I was just going away from home. Away
1: from where home? Where the
0: mentality can be fractured and funny. I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. I think we're going to be just fine. I'm not worried about it.
1: Okay. You don't say. Yeah. You, you don't sound worried at all.
0: Just... Just... James. Hey, just where where are you going to be? Your, you got your starters on Wednesday. Rest yeah. your starters on Wednesday. Just be ready. Uh, just so you know, it's fucked up that
1: we're playing midweek.
0: Well, you could have lost in the uFO Cup too, but... You didn't think ahead.
1: Nope. It's fucked up. And it's a sham, but we will overcome. Hey, where are you gonna be for the game, by the way?
0: Be freaking on a jet blue flight. On probably a jet somewhere.
1: blue flight.
0: Yeah, gonna be somewhere probably over Ohio. Yeah, talk about guys. There's not who, a storm that knocks out the guy city. who cares is about his peacock? team. Okay, James, that's a little rich. That's a little much. You might be getting peacocked. <laughs> I gotta look this up right now. Because then the Wi Fi and the peacock stream no, it's is it's
1: not sorted yet.
0: They're just—they're waiting to do this. This is the (laughs) FA again. All right, fine. Us against the world, yet again. We'll figure it out. We move.
1: You're acting like you're not gonna buy the Wi-Fi on the plane to get the Peacock. Come on.
0: It should be free, but the stream quality will be no substandard.
1: You can—you can pay for extra kilobits. Then I will. Yeah. All right. Good. Then I will. I, I thought that was just assumed. Anyway. I don't fly often. Catch us next time. It's gonna be a fun recap. It's gonna be a fun recap. Freak of the week, Patrick.
0: Prem de la prems. Freak of the week. Freak of the week. The freak of the week.
1: The freak
0: of the week. It's the freak of the week. Wow, what a freak. I gotta go with Todd Bowley. Oh, my God. Dual Freak. He is insane. Oh, you chose him too? I how sure did. How could you not? Well, I mean, how could you not?
1: we're not in sync on certain things. We're in sync on other things. There you go.
0: Yeah. To pay Todd, just open up his wallet, write in any check, one team's link with Jao Felix, we're paying $11 million for a loan. Done deal. Six months. Sorted. Everyone's like, <laughs> what? And he's like, yep, that's it. And then we're like, hey, we'll have the Ukrainian kid that no one's ever heard about because we like our scouting. And he's like, hey, how about way more money? And then the kid's like, Arsenal, can you match that? I really don't want to go to Chelsea, but they're gonna sell me. And we're just like, nah dude, you're out. Mm-hmm. This guy's insane. He's like, you know what he's like, James? He's like you're playing, you know, you you play like a nice little game of poker, everyone's having a good time. There's always the one guy at the table. Doesn't matter what his cards are, he's seeing that flop. You just have no idea what to read. He's in every little hand, and he's gonna win. He's gonna win because it's he bought a ticket to the round. Rap-
1: akin to Andy Samora playing the most unhinged round
0: of poker. Just robbed us all blind. <laughs> Just absolutely robbed us all blind. We'll wait we to see no, if Todd it's, it's Bowley's just, done the same thing. It's, uh, <clears throat> I don't see this ending well, like long, long term. Not just this particular signing, but well, the strategy, if it is a strategy, just seems to be missing something strategic.
1: Yeah, Patrick. Uh, Todd Bowley's my freak as well, but even on a bigger sense than that, Chelsea's identity crisis in general is my freak of the week, they miss Abramovich, but they're not allowed to say they miss a Russian oligarch who has ties to Putin. So it's just like a moral quandary in and of itself. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they want. They don't know where they're going. Are they rebuilding? Are they the Chelsea of old where it's rage against losing and make sure you win and make sure top four is the minimum requirement? Are they committed to Potter? Do they hate Potter? Did they ever want to lose Tommy Tuchel? It's, it's really incredible. And Boley's activity in the transfer market as much as it wants to come off as a Bramovich like it's more like if you gave two toddlers and a hamster and a Bramovich bodysuit <laughs> and he's just pushing all these buttons and fumbling over his coffee and spilling it on the mainframe. Uh, it's giving midlife crisis. But if you owned a football team.
0: Yeah. Which if you're going to have a midlife crisis, what, what, uh, what better thing to do than own a football team and just splash money in the market,
1: you make know? it, make it everyone else's problem.
0: Right. It's just, it, yeah, and, and here's the thing, because he's just, it is now everybody else's problem. Because it's just now everyone else who's selling, people says, well, Chelsea will pay this much, so what do you want to do? And then that's just what the market is. Todd Boley is setting the market, uh, and in a way that is sustainable for the few. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out and see if other teams follow suit, or if he crashes and burns in a... Hilarious way with unsellable assets and an inability to buy any more because of financial fair play regulations.
1: <laughs> I don't understand this team.
0: Lukaku is still on the payroll. Rumor the has player. it,
1: <laughs> I think they bought Muckduck because Jao Felix picked up the three-match suspension.
0: I honestly think that's part of it. I really do. <laughs> it's like, get the next one in. Yeah, for the two games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, forget,
1: forget trying to get Ziyech or Pulisic to play better. <laughs> it's like that's off the table
0: that's sailed yeah, yeah that, that ship th- has sailed yeah. Yeah.
1: uh beast beast of the week huge beast huge beast
0: what a beast it's the beast of the week wow look at that beast James we'll going with the Southampton Twitter admin I don't mm, know if you saw this one no um, But this is um, Southampton, the Twitter, you know, just left some feedback. Uh, This is in response to Everton fans blasting fireworks at their hotel at 3 in the morning. They rated their hotel on uh, Google Reviews five stars uh, and said this, great trip and best night's sleep ever. We can't say enough positive things about the inside by Melia Liverpool. Had an important business trip to attend in the city, and they were the perfect hosts. The hotel ensured we were looked after and well-rested for our meeting, which was an extremely (laughs) productive one. Uh, Rooms were brilliant, beds incredibly comfy, uh, and the blackout blinds, with the blackout blinds and triple glazing, oh wow. You could literally have had a firework display (laughs) going on outside your window, and you never know it. Best night's sleep we've ever had. In fact, the only rocket we noticed all weekend was the one James Ward Prowse sent to the (laughs) net in the 78th minute at Goodison. We will definitely be returning (laughs) again. Oh,
1: it's so good. It's so damn good. That's the same guy who must have done Stop the Count.
0: Yeah, I mean they've it's it's elite over there. And what's funny is they will be they definitely will be returning again. I believe it, but uh, in the championship next year for yeah. the both of them. Well, as it stands, yeah. relegation battle for a different no. time, but 14th is 2 points clear of 20th. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah. Um it's it's a prime week for Southampton. It's a prime week for Lampard memes. There was the one of uh, <laughs> the classic format of him in the post-match interview where he goes, yeah, he really, he really showed his prowess today, didn't he? I'm, and then it's like, dot, dot, dot. I'm getting fired, aren't I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but no, really brilliant, brilliant strike. Yeah. Um, need to do better there. <laughs> oh, he's closing in on the record. Oh, he's got to be just Frank. like two or three off. I mean, he's
1: amazing. And yeah. by that, I mean the, the player that everyone's going to covet until he goes to a top six team and they have to actually respect him. Like he's he's like a nice fun little toy for everyone to like.
0: Yeah, and if they do get relegated, you have to imagine he does finally get that move uh, because of his quality. But to where?
1: I could see him at Leicester.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe a Palace.
0: Like a yeah, Brighton and Fulham if they're, getting yeah, on at the top. Newcastle could be fun for him. Nice. Hmm.
1: that's from exhaust. mm, Yeah, oh. save save it. Save his spot on the coach. Uh, Patrick, my freak of the week is DeZerby. I want to put some respect on his name. And even more so, I want to find out what his first name is so I can put respect on his name. Roberto Deserbi. Let's put some respect on that name. I think a lot of people were writing the obituaries for Brighton when Graham Potter left. And I think it's one thing to be a strong coach. I think it's another thing to follow up a, a strong coach with strong coaching of your own and deserve. He's done just that. There was a weird automatic disrespect of him, you know, mm-hmm. myself included, the English media. <clears throat> um, Potter was on this pedestal as he was going off to Chelsea. And he's come in. He's laid down the law. He's been brave enough to keep Trossard out of the team because he doesn't like the way he's training. He's brought in this guy, this Japanese player, Matoma, who's playing like a man-possessed. Um, mm-hmm. Liking what I see out of Brighton, and I think a lot of it's down to the coach. Beast of the Week.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. He's been brilliant.
1: Goal of the
0: Week. It's the Solar.com Goal of the Week. As always, the Goal of the Week is brought to you by Solar.com. Find the most competitive solar bids on the marketplace at Solar.com. Use the code PREM500 for $500 off your solar project at Solar.com.
1: Patrick, I'm going to keep this going and I'm going to give it to Welbino, Shades mm-hmm. of Pe- Shades of Pella, Shades of Della, the dink, o- <laughs> the dink over Liverpool to put the exclamation point on the three 0 victory. Um, I-, I love how Welbeck stays relevant with like a banger every every half season. It's, it's a joy to watch as a former United Boy, so more power to you. keep it up. Love to see it, especially against the Scousers.
0: James, in the in the in the, the honor of the Prem de la Prem Bowl, I have to go with one of the few that's played for both as well. Going with Danny Welbeck here, little you you said it, you said it perfectly. Little little uh, little Pele, little Dele, little Wele, and he finished it off in a way that really only <laughs> he could. You know, I honestly don't feel there's that many people in the league that can score that goal, uh, but somehow he is one of them. Uh, always seems to find his niche wherever he is. Um, so please for him. He's he's an easy guy to root for. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not to mention, Patrick, the Marcus Rashford celebration.
0: Oh did he? Yeah,
1: it doesn't have a name yet, but it will soon.
0: Is that the one where he just points to his head? Sure is. Mm. It's an interesting one. It's a good one. The thing He's probably saying, I need a new barber. I've needed one for years. <laughs> Somebody help me.
1: Yeah, you keep making fun you keep making fun of his hair. We'll focus on what matters. <laughs> Stay calm, calma. Calm
0: it's a bad haircut, James. Oh, bad I know haircut. it's it's atrocious. He really. He's not need... the only one.
1: A star barbers. I don't even know what they do other than oh. hand out shit haircuts for two hundred fifty dollars. They are the salt bay of haircuts.
0: Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> he charge like five grand for a a steak wrapped in like gold foil that costs twenty bucks? Wow, <laughs> juicy. <laughs> oh i couldn't help myself oh man yeah i was telling you i i used to think he was self-aware but after the world cup i'm like wow he really he's nowhere close to that
1: no he's just one of the biggest douches on the planet and i don't even think it's close
0: no he really is he really is like for me it's
1: it's salt bay then putin in the (laughs) rankings um (laughs) degenerate district
0: Welcome to the Degenerate District. Step right up, step
1: right up. Come get a ticket at the Degenerate District. Time to spin the wheel in the
0: Degenerate District. Welcome to the Degenerate District. All right, James. Well, I'm going to keep it light, keep it tight. Uh, we talked about it. I'm taking Arsenal at even odds to win uh, the, Prem- to the Prem Bowl. Uh, Manchester United, decent odds there in the 200s if you like the other angle of that, but uh, Arsenal on form, even odds at home. Smacking that all day long. Um, my meatball, I'm taking Fulham at home uh, against Tottenham. Fulham was a 6th, 7th in the table, something like that. They just took care of Chelsea at home. At home, this is a real tough team. It's a real good team. And they got it done in that game mostly without Mitrovic they were, as well. So.
1: Yeah, they were, they were a Mitrovic botched penalty away from taking a late lead against Newcastle.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think for for, for all of it, um, <clears throat> Fulham's still just getting disrespected in the books. That's a plus 230, James, at home for Tottenham. Wow. Uh, yeah, just, that, just disrespected in the books. That is surprising. I think Fulham, I've been printing on Fulham all year, so I'm going to win with them, I'm going to lose with them, but I'm going to be plus on Fulham throughout the year because they're still just not getting the credit they, they deserve. I also get reminded of the discredit uh, that I gave them. I have an open bet that will not cash Fulham to get relegated. So... We're trying to win, win, win that money back throughout the year. And James, this is a pure donkey. This is a pure donkey. But in the game of two teams who are just real, real bad, I like a plus 360. So I'm taking Everton to go to the London Stadium and beat West Ham because both these teams are just real, real bad. And plus 360 is worth a flyer for my donkey. So Everton, I mean, hate betting on Everton. It's kind of the opposite of Fulham here, isn't it? But... Everton to go get their fourth one of the season here at West Ham United. Yeah. I mean. Man, two teams that just don't seem like they should be in the relegation zone.
1: If it's a donkey, all is forgiven. Yeah. Things, things getting real toxic over at
0: Everton. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about David Moyes soon as well. Yeah. But, yeah, this, is, this feels like a um, loser gets sacked kind of game, doesn't it? West Ham and Everton. It might be
1: a loser leave town.
0: Yeah, it really, really might be. And, well, who, and hey, you would have gotten Conti. In the last one. So, hey, maybe this one goes the right way for the loser here. That's
1: right. Or the winner. That's the right. Winner. Short-term pain for long-term gain.
0: Yeah, you got to stick out ollie ball a little bit longer, but it got you ten hog, but not before you got Ralph, James. Never forget <laughs> Ralph.
1: I think that's a good lesson for anybody. You got go to go through a few Ralphs to get your ten hog.
0: And Ralph just sounds like the, the type of thing that you just, you're taking un, unwillingly.
1: There's a reason it's also a f- turn of phrase for puking. Mm. Well said, James. Um, I, I I would like to go back to my original take and still say that I wish he stayed as a sporting director or football advisor type figure. Terrible coach,
0: though. Terrible coach. Uh, Never thought that was the plan, but then he was like, "No, I'm really really done with this club." So yeah, yeah. The coach in Poland or something now? Austria. Hmm. Anything to work with David Alaba.
1: He took the walk to Austria. Uh, Okay. That's it for Prem de la Prem this week. Next week, friendships will be broken. Alliances will be forged. Heroes will rise. It's the Prem de la Prem Bowl, and it's unlike you've ever seen before. Stakes are actually present and unmistakable. Who's going to come out on top? Patrick, who decided to take a flight, for the most important game of the season, or James, who will be all in, locked in, and watching. We'll let you fans at home decide, and we will catch you
0: next time on Prem Prime. I'm going to order the market price stakes on the flight. What's going on, Premheads? As always, thank you for listening and following along. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and spread the word far and wide about the benefits of being a Premhead.
1: Remember to follow us at Prem de la Prem Podcast on Instagram and at The Prem de la Prem on Twitter for all of our content.
0: Until, Until next, next time, Prem de la Prem out. That might just be the one take right yeah, there. right there. I might not even have to touch that.